Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join the experienced property investors and mortgage brokers, Ken and Glenn, as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed, but now cannot live without The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. So welcome to Glenn. And, Hello. Uh, Welcome to Dylan, who is our first ever guest on The Property Den. Welcome, Dylan. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, it's an honor. Thank awesome you very much. First yeah. guest. Thank you. Yeah, I have to say, I'm super stoked. Um, so let's let's give a, a brief little intro to Dylan, and then we'll let Dylan obviously fill in the gaps. So um, like a lot of uh, the population of the UK who get a little bit bored and want to dream of places far off in the sunshine, I and my wife, Lisa, who's predominant in this, uh, we watch a lot of place in the sun and things like that and uh, it just so happened that the place in the sun were doing an exhibition or a, uh, a show in London and we decided last year to pop along and see it and the very first store we saw when we walked in was Portugal Realty of which Dylan is the sales manager for and Dylan did a little speech up on the stage with some other guests and basically swept us away with this new part of Portugal we'd never heard of called the Silver Coast and I think a lot of Brits who see it on TV see the Algarve, and obviously they know it. It's a bit of a, a bit of a Brit thing, you know, the Algarve, Albufeira, Villamora, you know, it's very popular with the Brits, but the Silver Coast never heard of. And you sold it to us, didn't you, Dylan? And we, we got swept away with that, and we decided that we would come over and visit you and, you know, maybe do a little tour. So that's how we know Dylan. Obviously, this is Glenn's first meeting with Dylan. Um, and the surprising thing with you, Dylan, is that you're not originally from Portugal. You're from South Africa. That's right. Yeah. Born and raised in Johannesburg. Um, grew up there. And uh, yeah, 2009 made the move, made the move to Portugal. Um, best move I ever made. Best decision I ever made. It's been home now for almost 14, well, more than 14 years. Right. Um, so yeah, but originally from Joburg. So it was quite a big move going from 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 South Africa to to Portugal not via the UK like a lot of South Africans do as well um yeah. but yeah best best decision I ever made fantastic best decision I ever made and you fully integrated into it I mean obviously you know you're part of Portugal Realty um so you're showing a lot of people the dream um and you're very passionate about the area and that, I'm sure that's going to come across as we move through um but you've married a Portuguese uh, young lady you've got children now in Portugal you're very much you know settled into the Portuguese life haven't you yeah I mean I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine going back to South Africa uh, and I couldn't imagine living in anywhere else it's it's very much home for me now um I was actually just in Manchester at the place in the sun in Manchester doing a show and just so good to come home you know nothing <laughs> not, not saying anything bad about Manchester but it was just good to come back and um, yeah, it's home. My, my wife is, as you mentioned, is Portuguese. My kids go to school here, um, and we just have a beautiful life. So, yeah. so yeah, it was a, a great move. But it, it, you know, <clears throat> like everywhere, it takes time to to integrate and takes time to get used to the a different culture and these kind of things. But um, it was a great decision from day one. Um, you mentioned the Silver Coast. I, I had looked at other places in in Portugal, like you mentioned the Algarve. I'd been down there. I'd been to to Lisbon, Cascais, to Madeira. Um, but the Silver Coast grabbed me from from the first for the first moment, and um, and I've been living here ever since. And yeah, incredibly happy here. It's yeah, uh, it's an amazing place. Yeah, fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. So the way it works, at least the last two weeks, which is our virgin two weeks, is that we normally do questions and answers for clients. Um, but today, with a guest, 
what I'd like to do is between me and Glenn, we're going to sort of throw questions that were being asked because people knew you were coming on. So we're going to throw those questions your way. Um, And really just get an understanding of what the sort of thing that the British people are are sort of asking, what they want to know. And so, Glenn, how do you feel about kicking us off with our very first guest? Yeah, absolutely. So, Dylan, I've got to... Be gentle on the (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Okay, so first one. How has Brexit changed the market with regards to the British buying in Portugal? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, no one no one kind of saw this coming. Um, mm. <clears throat> I actually remember the day that 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 it all happened. I was actually busy with some Scottish clients here on the the Silver Coast. Um, the day of the the vote, actually, they they had found the plot that they wanted um, the, the 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 house uh, the plot and the house. It was a house to be built. And um, that night, I was kind of watching my phone to see the results. And and when I started to see the results coming in from the north from Sunderland and place that pe- most people were voting to leave. I was like, Oh wait, wait a minute. This is not mm. looking mm. that good. Um, and yeah, the, the next morning woke up, saw that the results had been leave. And uh, I thought the Scottish people are not coming to the office. They're not going to sign papers. They're not going to do anything. And they, they came in good Scottish fashion said, Dylan, the sun's coming up tomorrow. We, we're going to carry on and, and do Brilliant. what we want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, on, on, I mean, on our side, it, it hasn't had a major effect. The the Portuguese have always had a very have been very the Portuguese government has always been very clear. They want the relationship to continue between the UK and Portugal. It's an old relationship that goes back generations, decades. Um, it's the oldest existing treaty in the world between yeah. the UK and and Portugal. Um, and from the Portuguese side of things, they've always wanted that to that relationship to continue. Um, so they've done things re- more recently, like a fast track at the airport for people to come in quickly, not have to stand in the non-EU line at the at the airport, an electric passports um, system for for people from the UK. Um, and then in terms of property um, a buying process, it, it hasn't affected it at all. British people can still buy property here. There's no restrictions. Um, the restrictions now come in because of that that separation between the EU and the and and the and the and the UK, where the time that you can spend in the country has is limited and things like that to the 90 days. But even then, you know, Portugal have got all these different visa options which are available to to British people. So right. I think the, the the effect that we've seen is that is is more the un the um, that the British buyer is unsure. Yeah. Can I come? What are the visa options? Uh, you know, are people upset because of Brexit? Do the Portuguese have any animosity toward the British because of what happened? And the and the answer is no to that. Certainly, the the Portuguese are not. They don't. They're not phased. They they're still welcoming and happy for for people from the UK to come and 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 live and visit and be here in Portugal. And then there's loads of visa options to make it easy for people to come and. Um, and settle here if they want to live here, if they want to visit, whatever the case is. Right. So, yeah, I think more the change we've seen is more the, the, the certainty or the uncertainty on, on the side of the British buyer is where we, I mean, now at Place in the Sun in, in Manchester, the, the, mo- the main questions is not actually about property. The questions have been about, can I come? What are yeah, the options right. for me in terms mm-hmm. of visas? Um, what are the what are the tax incentives? What about will I have still have access to the medical care? These kind of things have been the main questions that have arised as a result of Brexit. Great, great cool. answer. Yeah, no, it is. I don't know about you, Glenn. I mean, I, I hadn't long been up and running with contractor mortgage services in 2016. We created. I know you you've been going eight years as well, Glenn. But mm. we had deals that just fell apart. You know, the day mm. after Brexit. I mean, we all woke up and we're like gobsmacked. I mean, I'm 
I'm not going to shy away from it. I was, I was definitely, you know, stay in Europe where I wanted to remain. I wasn't a lever. And then the next day, it's like people, have, they thought the market was going to collapse and they, they just pulled out. So to hear that people were still interested and committing, and I think a lot of people, it pushed them even further to committing to, you know, make that change to, to come to mm. Portugal and other countries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you have had people that have kind of gone, well, this has pushed me even and created a bit more urgency and pushed me even more over the edge in terms of making the move or making yeah. that decision. And funnily enough, um, the week after my Scottish clients, I had, I had other British clients from, from, from Sunderland and they had voted to leave and they okay. still bought a property in, in Portugal <laughs> with us. So that was, well, they really a, wanted to leave. <laughs> I couldn't get my head around that one too much. Um, yeah. but, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so it, from that perspective, I think it's it's just motivated people even more um, to 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 come to Portugal. Okay. Um, but certainly on a restrictions level and everything on the Portuguese side, it's still the same. It's super easy. Right. They may, maybe in terms of the, the mortgages, it's changed slightly, but but not a not a hell of a lot. Um, well, that's so, that's actually so, yeah. going to be a question we're going to be throwing in in a little while. But let's cool. let's give you the next one in the hit list of questions. So traditionally, a lot of Brits have been escaping to places like Spain, Greece, and Cyprus. Uh, but with the profile of a place in the sun, and we still watch it, Adam, and all, all the time, it's crazy how much we watch it. Uh, Portugal's definitely coming up a lot more. Are you finding that with programs like the Place in the Sun, that Portugal is becoming a bit more of a, a place that people want to come to because they're learning more about the place? Yeah, I mean, on, honestly, it's still, I mean, <clears throat> I'm coming fresh off Manchester, uh, Place in the Sun in Manchester. And, and I mean, we were horribly outnumbered in terms of, Portuguese stands to to Spanish and Greek and French stands and there was the same in London actually London <clears throat> when you guys came to listen to me some, some a talk at London show a guy asked me the question why is Portugal better than better than Spain and I got into a little bit of trouble because I didn't pull any punches well, there was a lot but, of Spanish um, stands around the back of you as well wasn't there <laughs> you were like surrounded you say, by Spanish surrounded. stands so I had to make a run for it afterwards but um no look uh it's still relatively undiscovered in compare in the British market in comparison to to Spain, uh, for sure. Um, and that's kind of a good thing, I think. I think people like the fact that it's a little bit of a hidden secret. Um, it's a little bit more undiscovered. Certainly, worldwide, Portugal is becoming more and more prominent when you factor in all of the things that we've sort of already touched on in others: tax incentives, um, digital nomad, and pop-up and 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 uh, startup visas, and um, you know the D seven, the, the the non-habitual tax residency program. All of these things have put Portugal into into a different light. But I think the more people dig in, the more that they realize that it's it's just genuinely a safe place. The people are wonderful. The weather's good. The food is amazing, um, and it's not that far from 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 where they are. And there's this old relationship between the UK and, and Portugal again, where when British come to Portugal, it's not like they're they're coming to this weird place in in a third world country. They're coming to a place where people are used to British people. They're used yeah. to how you think, what you want, what you. Uh, and then the language is a huge factor. Like we can't stress that enough. You know, you you can be anywhere in Portugal and people speak English. Uh, whereas if I compare that to to kind of Spain, if you're off one of the resorts in Spain, if you're not on the coast of the Sol and you go to a random Spanish village, it's very rare that you'll find English speaking Spanish people. Yeah. In Portugal, everybody speaks English. So this is a massive factor. So 
We've seen Portugal's profile rise and up. I still think it's very slow in comparison to what it possibly should. Um, I think there's still a lot of, I mean, again, for Manchester, a lot of people didn't know about Portugal. The ones that did know about, about Portugal knew about this, knew about the Algarve. Yeah. And that was about it, you know. So it's 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 rising, it's going up, um, but quite still quite slowly and surprisingly so. Okay, brilliant. Glenn. Brilliant. Yeah, we're we're firing these questions at you thick and fast. So I do apologize, no Dylan. Um, but this this I think is a really good one. Um, are you finding that predominantly holiday homes or rentals are being purchased, or are people looking to make a permanent move to Portugal? Uh, traditionally, I mean, you know, like I said, I've been 40, I've been in in Portugal fourteen years. I, I would say. Probably 10 years ago, it was mostly holiday homes. Mm. Um, people probably looking to rent as well, depending on on the location. Um, that's changing quite rapidly. Um, I have a lot of clients that are looking to move permanently, perhaps not initially, perhaps it's not part of the short-term plan, but they want to get in the market, you know, in certain parts of, of, of Portugal. So certainly the Silver Coast, the market is very buoyant. The prices are going up. What people are, houses that people were able to buy a year ago aren't at the same price as what they are at a completely different price point to what they were a year ago mm -hmm. uh, and what they are today. Um, so we do have a, a, a thing where we've got clients coming, going, I, I want to eventually live here. Um, but initially I'll rent. So, you know, you still got to buy smart. You still got to buy in the right location, the right type of property, these kind of things, but all, but everybody's got a long-term view of, of wanting to eventually move permanently. And some people are making the move immediately um, straight away. So literally yeah. a case of, I've got, I've got clients from Ireland. I've got clients from the U S who are, they've sold their house in their home country and they're now, in Portugal waiting for their new house to be built or already made the move. Um, so definitely I would say now it's a lot more of a 50, 50 split between people that want to live here and people that want to just have a holiday home. Yeah, Whereas yeah. before it would probably be about a 70, 30 split between 70% people for holiday home and, and 30 that are actually living. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. I've seen a, a substantial change um, in the last sort of five, six years in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Ben, I know it's, I know it's your question. I'm going to jump in. Just a little bit. Uh, you mentioned nomad workers earlier. Obviously, I've been looking into this quite a bit. And for those that don't know, nomads are, are people that don't have any abode. They travel around a lot. Uh, but the thing with Portugal, if you are from the UK, is that you're on the same time zone. So if you're operating a business that maybe you can work remotely from, then you could be in the Algarve or you could be in the Silver Coast. You could be in the middle of Lisbon enjoying all the sights and sounds, but you could still be operating on the same time zone. So it's like, yeah. it's like you're in the UK, but with sun. Yeah, culture. that's huge, isn't it? Yeah. That's a huge factor, yeah. And, and good internet. Yes. Yeah, internet, even better. You, yeah, you came to the show a little bit late, so your infrastructure is like the best it can be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, so, another, is, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it just gives you everything. And, and you know, you can be in a, in a nice home and you're in the middle of a village of 200 people um, and you've got, a, you've got fiber optics, your internet works, you know, at lunchtime, you can go take a walk down to the yeah. local little diner and, and have yourself a, a 10 euro meal for, for, you know, for a huge plate of food and a bottle of wine and, yeah. and some desserts. And it's just, it's just amazing. And you you know, the thing that adds to all of this is your cost of living, the safety factor, the weather is a huge thing. I mean, we did not see the sun in Manchester for five days. We did not see the sun and, and the different, you, you eventually you're like, Oh my God you know what and then you get back to portugal and you're like okay okay i remember now what the, what the, what the sky was <laughs> yeah. blue you know um so yeah these these things are making a big and then you go you know 
when you say the digital nomad, these are the digital nomad visa. These are one of the things um, that the Portuguese government have done to to allow people to come and be here, um, along with all those different visa options. So, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, it's, some it's great options. Yeah. Option. yeah. Anything else you want to add, Glenn? No, no. I think you covered it off brilliantly. Okay, well, listen, I think when people are trying to to make the move, some of them may have some money. And obviously, me and Glenn, we see a lot of people who maybe are raising funds from existing properties, whether that's releasing from their existing residential or maybe releasing money from buy-to-let and thinking, where shall I take this money? And let's take it abroad and let's buy in Portugal or another country. Uh, but sometimes they don't have all the money that they need to get the property mm. that they want. So what's it like to try and raise a mortgage in Portugal? Um, yeah, to put it to put it bluntly, it's it's super simple. Um, it's not difficult. Basically, you know, some of the terms may have changed a little bit because of Brexit, unfortunately. So previously, where British buyers considered part of Europe would usually qualify, you know, seventy percent loan to value. We're now looking most of the banks saying fifty to sixty percent loan to value. Right. Um, I do have clients, however, that have managed to raise more, um, depending on their age, depending on income, and things like that. So it's not, it's not completely doom and gloom. Um, but really, really simple. You know, the banks are quite simple to work with. Um, you, you know, they they basically just want to make sure that you're not, you're not over. Over overburdening yourself in yeah, terms of your repayments mm-hmm. makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, yeah. So what they want to do is is basically how the banks look at it. They look at your your earnings. Um, they look at where you maybe have other mortgages. They look at your age. Um, they look at obviously the property that you're wanting to buy. Um, they value the they they give a, the, the the property an evaluation. But basically, what they're looking at is looking to see that your repayments aren't more than twenty five percent of what you earn. Um, so that you're not stretched, and because yeah. because the reality is for them, they don't want to be they don't want to be chasing a guy in in the UK or in the US who can't pay his mortgage. Um, yeah. It becomes yeah. a bit more difficult to to repossess and things. I like think that. it's hard to chase people that are actually in the country. Never mind out of the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can imagine. So, see, so yeah, it's quite a simple process. Um, we usually what we do as a as a company, we will usually do a simulation for our clients, which is um, it's it's not a pre approval. It's a it's a mortgage simulation where the bank will just look at those those main details income assets those kind of thing the property that the the client was wishing to buy and the bank will do a simulation this is what probably your rental payments are going to be um this is how long it's going to be for and so you have an idea about our clients have an idea before they even arrive of what they can what they're potentially going to get Uh, yeah i think Um, it's really useful that's that's helpful and 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 in my experience the simulation is usually very very close to what the end um deal is that they that they do achieve with the bank um uh, in terms of the mortgage and then the interest rate is still pretty pretty low you know you're looking at just under three percent yeah and it's gone up to us you know so so it's it's pretty a little bit different a little bit different i don't think we could ever glenn describe the the mortgage process in the uk as as simple could we (laughs) no definitely not no No, so it's it's nice why they need that's why they need guys like you yeah, 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 we. Yeah, that's that's what we. That's what we're telling them. Thank you, Glenn. Great plug. <laughs> great plug. <laughs> okay, Can use this as a soundbite. Yeah, we will. We will, Glenn. Yeah. So, Dylan, if you um, if you're buying in Portugal, would you recommend a new build or buying an existing, previously owned property? Is that an older property? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I'm I'm a bit, I'm a bit biased here because our speciality is is new build. That's what mm. we that's what we do. Um, but that's also grounded in a lot of experience. So I've lived in uh, second homes. I've lived a uh, second hand home, 
previously owned homes. I've lived in more classic style homes. Um, you know, logistically, just from a practical point of view, Portugal is a, a country that's completely surrounded by by ocean and not just any ocean. It's the Atlantic, so it's a it's a it's it is a damper a climate. Uh, mm. This is something that people need to be aware of. And your older properties don't breathe very well. Um, you don't have a lot of natural light coming in. Um, even properties from, you know, seven, eight years ago, the, the, the thermoacoustic insulation is a little bit different to what right. it is today in terms of quality. Um, so I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm, I'm, I always promote new build. Um, I think it's a better solution. You know, you, if you, especially if you're going to be moving, um, you don't want to be having to do work on a house every weekend. You know, you don't mm. want to have to be fixing things up and, and, and repainting and, and, cleaning mold off the walls and things yeah. like that. You you want to be avoiding that. And then, then from the other side of things, a, a second home or a holiday home, you don't, you, you're going to be locking it up for large parts of the year. You're going to be away for three, four months of the year. You don't want to have to come uh, and walk into a house that is completely, you know, damp and, and not smelling so good and, and mold on the walls and things like that. So certainly new build is, is, a nice solution. You get five-year guarantee on construction with a new build. Um, you don't have the maintenance issues that you have with an older property. And then the reality is just from an emotional perspective, a new build, it's it's yours. Yeah. Mm. It's yours from day one. You know, it's yours from day one with, with a lot of builders and developers. You can customize slightly. You can choose your, your finishes. You can have the tiles that you want. You can have the, the colored wardrobe, the color wardrobes that you want. That's certainly how we work. And, um, you end up with the property that's 100% yours from day one. Um, and that's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to, to move into a home and it, it's yours from the beginning and, um, and it's the one you chose. So, yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I see the advantages to a new build uh, more so than, than, a, than a second, a second property. Yeah. Okay. Forget that. Yeah. No, perfect. Okay. So back to me then I'm going to throw, uh, I'm going to throw a question that was sort of at the end, which is about prices. Cause you mentioned about, sort of the costs and things. So let's throw this one together. So in your experience, Dylan, is the properties in Portugal, and if we're specific more in your in your sort of area, sort of the Silver Coast, mm -hmm. a sound investment when it's used only as a holiday home or a holiday let? I suppose if it's a holiday let, then obviously they're going to get rental income. If it's a holiday home, I suppose the value is really in, intrinsic to them, how much they really want to be there. But is there good value in the rental income, in the investment side of things? And, and what's the sort of going rate these days or the average sort of price range that clients should be sort of looking for? What's it going to cost people to live in the Algarve? That's uh, certainly not the Algarve. <laughs> I'll that back out. Sorry to the Silver Coast. Apologies. Yeah. Um, look, basically for a, a two-bed, you know, let's talk apartments and villas. So a two-bed apartment, um, Probably starting at around two fifty thousand for a, a new build in a in a nice location near the beach, um, close to all your amenities. Uh, for a for a villa starting at three fifty, brand new villa, three bed, modern swimming pool, these kind of things. Obviously, in terms of look, you know whether the property is good from a rental perspective depends on the location. Um, the thing that makes the, the the Silver Coast quite unique in, in comparison to the Algarve is, is your, your, your tenant, the people that are renting from you are Portuguese. Yeah. Um, so that means year-round rentals. That also means that, you know, for example, during COVID, um, when nobody could travel to the Algarve or nobody could travel to Lisbon, 
the the civil coast will still have capacity in terms of rentals um so that's quite a nice and and, and portuguese generally are good renters they they're quite respectful they don't ruin the property they're not big party animals and, and things like that um so definitely a decent rental return in 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 a coastal region on the silver coast you know in terms of if it's a good investment or not yeah so you you, you got your rental return that you know comes through the summer and, and throughout the year depending on the location that's your immediate return so i do think there is good investment opportunities here um and then the other side in terms of investment opportunities is the long-term the long-term growth uh, on the property the growth in the value and and that's something that i think is even more impressive on the silver coast is the long-term um capital growth on a on a on a, on a house or an apartment is, is quite substantial so but you were saying earlier weren't you Dylan, that you know when yeah, people so, come they're seeing they're seeing the properties on there at the very early stages maybe maybe just dirt for example but they're seeing mm -hmm. the vision that you're bringing along but then the property yeah. value that they buy at and then the finished product at the end, in your opinion, that's going to grow. So you feel that what they get at the end is 100%. going to be more valuable than what they started yeah. with. So there's investment yeah. value there from the get-go, isn't there? Yes. So just, to, I mean, just quickly. So, um, I mean, I, again, in, in in the last 14 years, I've had a number of clients that have, have built, uh, uh, that have bought with us at an at a, at a off-plan stage or pre-construction stage, um, used the house, and then for whatever reason they've needed to sell. I, I have never had a client that didn't make a profit on on the the house that they originally bought the reality is if you're buying at the off plan stage or the pre-construction phase the house by the time the house is or the apartment is ready it's usually about 10 percent more valuable when the house is ready that's without you even touching it just mm -hmm. based on construction costs alone um not factoring in the market not factoring in the demand all of these kind of things and then the the reality with with our area and again very to be very clear to silver coast it's unique to 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 other places in terms of what i'm talking about now um it's a very it's a smaller area in terms of real estate it's a smaller you don't have as many you don't have as many apartments you don't have as many houses you're very we're very limited to how much more we can build in the area because it's a very well protected area in terms of urban planning uh, lots of green belts lots of um natural reserves beach areas forest areas um and as a result of that you're looking at for people that are able to get into the market um in five ten years time there's no more new construction but the demand is is continuing to grow mm -hmm. and when you're in a market where the demand is continuing to grow but the supply is 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 less um that's a nice position to be in for a homeowner uh, in terms of Absolutely. the value of their property yeah no yeah. that does sound good yeah i think the difference uh, glenn you'll have to forgive me have you been to portugal i have many years ago and was i was, the, I was, was quite young though yes it, yeah because we that's what as brits do don't we we pop down yeah. in our garth so you'll probably remember hot sunny um but the one thing that's different to the algarve to the silver coast from what i've seen is the the difference between dry maybe a little bit more barren obviously yeah beautiful sun and beaches um and they water the golf courses of course they do but up up in the silver coast it's so lush and green and you've got amazing coastline amazing beaches uh and not trying to just oversell the silver coast but because i've just been there the difference is like it's like black and white it is so different in the silver coast yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of differences. Uh, you know, the 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 cost of living, the cost of properties, all of those kind of things is a, a substantial difference. But then, just the way the place looks and feels is mm. is incredibly different. Um, I had this question. 
more Portuguese. It's 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 more authentic. It's the real Portugal. I would describe it that way. Um, it's the qu- a question that we had a lot at the show was, you know, is it a nicer place to live than the Algarve? And I, and and not to to say, you know, the Algarve is beautiful, and like you mentioned, the beaches and and the weather is superb. But as a place to live, the Silver Coast is wonderful. You you everything's open all year round. It's not resort living. It's it's um you can have your modern home or your modern apartment, but you're in the middle of an authentic Portuguese village with farmers markets, with restaurants, with cafes, with friendly people um, that are that are living there. You know, there's schools, there's 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 medical centers, all that stuff's on your doorstep, as opposed to being on a resort that for eight months of the year is, is shut up. You know, so yeah. Yeah. And um, that's from not that to perspective, say you, you it's do. superb. Sorry, Dylan, but that's not to say that there isn't any golf because actually there's some world-renowned golf courses in the Silver yeah. Coast, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, we've got mm-hmm. four golf courses, four championship golf courses, which, I mean, you can't compare the golf to the Algarve. The Algarve, you've got way more options, and, and that that's that's probably one area where I'd say the Algarve trumps the Silver Coast is the golf downing down there is world-class. But we've got four championship golf courses, one that was designed by Jack Nicklaus, one that was designed by Seve Ballesteros, um, so, so superb golf. But yeah, coming back to your original question about the the, the feeling of the place, it's, it's greener, it's lusher. Um, uh, you've got a lot more nature. Uh, you're surrounded by nature reserves and forests and agricultural areas. That what that does mean is it obviously rains a little bit more up here than what it does in the Algarve. But again, you know, you can't compare it to the UK rain. It's it's uh, it'll rain one day, the next day the sun's out, or actually on the same day. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can't compare. Average winter temperature is about fifteen degrees, which is which is lovely. Wow. Uh, summer summer around 28 to 30 uh, which doesn't get too hot which is nice as well some people like the fact that it doesn't get too hot you don't have to mm-hmm. um you don't have to put air conditioning on and fans at night um so it's a different kind of climate but um but very 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 enjoyable yeah i think to be honest one i mean one of the last questions we're going to ask is what, what's the difference i mean the main difference is from the algarve to the silver coast but i think you'll probably agree ken i think dylan's pretty much answered it in the previous, oh, previous funny. I was question just at, i was just looking at the questions i thought oh we just did all that uh yeah. which, is, which I mean, is amazing yeah is there anything else that you would say to you'd want to add dylan like the, the real differences for people listening like if they're thinking of the algarve or the silver coast what do you think is the key factors to so they go, mm, actually, Silver Coast might tick the boxes. Yeah, look, I mean, I think I think, I mean, besides what we've already mentioned with, with cost of living and and mm. and um and cost of the properties and, and that it's just it's just uh, yeah, it's just it's just the authenticity, really, yeah. is what it boils down to. And and if you're wanting to be in a place where you actually want to integrate, you actually want to be exposed to a different culture, you want to learn the language a little bit. Um, the Portuguese are wonderful in that sense. They they not actually they don't have a chip on their shoulder when it comes to language. They they mm. happy to speak English to you. They're really happy to speak English. They they use it as an opportunity to practice their English. Yeah. Um and but but when you do try to speak Portuguese, they love that. They they yeah. they, they 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 are extremely honored and but um and I've, so, so you, I think the perception might be that, hey, it's this place in the in the middle of nowhere in the sticks, and I'm not going to be able to integrate. I'm not going to be able to speak the language, because it's not an easy language, um, but it's a great place to learn the language because people are so chilled out about it. Um, and I think, but I think that's really the the big difference between the Silver Coast and the Algarve. It's a place where people live all year round. Uh, it's a place where, again, you know, for for anybody that wants to do anything, whether it's a, a retiree who wants to golf but doesn't want to have to eat every night on a golf course or on a golf resort. If it's a person that wants to move across with a young family, if it's someone that wants to start a family, everything that you need is there. You've got the beaches, you've got the golf, you've got schools, you've got both 
local and international schools, um, supermarkets. You know, we've got our Aldi's and Lidl's here for people that are missing that 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 taste of home. Um, you've got supermarkets. You've got fa- the most amazing farmers markets. Fruit tastes like fruit here. It's not in bags. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just phenomenal. So, so I think from that perspective, it's the real difference. And and then on top of all of that, it. it what I've had with a lot of clients describe is almost like they've gone back in time when they come to the Silver Coast. People mm-hmm. say hello. People have time for a chat. You, you you know who your neighbors are. Everybody's got time for a little bit of a conversation in the road or at the at the at the car at the counter at the at the cafe, um, at the coffee shop or at the restaurant. And 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 people are just delighted that you're that you're visiting their their village or visiting their area, living in their town. Um, and so I think it's that that old world feel that you know takes you back years for a lot of people, um, where people are just nice and polite to each other, and then you've still got the first world part of it, which is great internet, good facilities. You can pretty much do everything on an ATM in in Portugal. I learned the other day. I didn't know this, but if you want to come and fish um, in Portugal, you can get your fishing license for the day on an ATM machine. Amazing. <laughs> So you go on to the ADM machine, fishing license, five euros, and you can go and fish for the day. So things like that, it just makes it amazing. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think it's just got everything and it's just a yeah. great place to, to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're, we're sort of drawing this into a close. I think um, if it's all right with Glenn, I'll, I'll just quickly do a, a quick thing. Um, if you are thinking about investing, which a lot of people are naturally, uh, and I think you've, you've sold that, you know, quite well, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a natural increase just purely from, the start to when the project is finished is potentially an increase in value. I mean, that's a great investment from the get-go. I mm. mean, that's an incentive in itself. Good rental yields, um, you know, depending where you're located. You're only an hour away from Lisbon, a little bit further away from Porto. You've got a lot of links. I think it's it's a really good thing. But from my experience of someone who is interested in maybe looking abroad, the one thing I would say is if you are interested in buying in the Silver Coast, Portugal Realty, the simple life uh, that Dylan is a part of, what I found personally from my own experience is that you are not a pushy salesman. I think what you sell is the area. When I've been over with Lisa to see you, um, we get in your car, you take us places, you take us to beaches, you show us a locality, we have a great meal, um, and you throw, in a few, you throw in a few properties. You know, just it's like it's an add on. It's not like we're there to mm. see the properties. You're selling the area, the beauty of the area. So anybody that is interested in something like that, then I'd certainly advocate someone like Dylan. In fact, I would advocate Dylan, but I can't be specific. Um, because I, I felt that the way you sold it was amazing because you, don't, you didn't sell it. You just showed us the area. You showed us the beauty of it. So if people are interested, they can come and see you. And I'm sure we'll put a link in for Portugal Reality, uh, Realty. Sorry. Um, the other thing that people are interested in is your podcast. So... We only have a, maybe two minutes. Um, what's your podcast about, just very, very quickly? Yeah, so, so really simply, it's, it's Portugal, The Simple Life, um, and it's about Portugal from an insider's perspective. So I interview um, people that are living here um, or have done what a lot of people are thinking about, come to Portugal, discovered, uh, discovered Portugal and, and bought a home. Um, but basically their experience of Portugal, why they like it, um, why it's special. Um, I've interviewed um, some local Portuguese celebrities as well. Jasmine Harmon from A Place in the Sun has been on the podcast a couple of times. Um, we've had rugby players, chefs, and wine winemakers, um, ceramic artists, uh, actors, um, 
Fado musicians, lots of different people. So the idea of being Portugal from from a different perspective, Ken, you'll mm-hmm. love it. We had the the Portuguese rugby captain on recently as well. Um, yeah. so little things like that. So um, yeah. and just and just why Portugal is special and, and Portugal from their perspective. Uh, so that's what the podcast is about. Brilliant, amazing. Yeah, I'd certainly suggest to listen. Uh, Glenn, anything you would like to add? No, it's been brilliant. Thank you, Dylan. I, for I do have on. something quickly, guys. Sorry. Uh, yeah. In terms of the investment side of things, there's also um. A potential for people if they set up their property from a rental perspective, and this is mostly down with somebody due to uh, in 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 the scenario where someone's building a property from scratch uh, and building a home. <clears throat> if they are setting the whole property up from a touristic perspective, so they're setting the property up to rent it out, they're furnishing it to rent it out, etc. They can actually um, uh, they will they will save the VAT on the construction. Okay, um, so well, in okay. some cases, so if, so the VAT's always built into the price in Portugal is something that people need to be aware of. But if you buy the land and start building the house and the way that you set it up, you buy it in the name of a company, you said we, we, we take care of that all, as well for the client. Um, the, the VAT will actually be re- reduced. The, ba- the VAT will be forgiven on the construction of the property, whether that be a house or an apartment. Uh, and that's a massive saving as well. Another so that's almost an immediate yeah. return on, on their investment. I just We were Brilliant. talking about investment um, yeah. uh, uh, possibilities and, and, and that just um, yeah. popped up. No, brilliant. So, yeah. no, that's, sorry, that's to throw that, sorry to throw that in at the end. <laughs> no, it's important. It's it's right. We got it, we got it in in time, didn't we? Which is, which is yeah. the main thing. Right. <laughs> I know that there's a particular way that you like to finish um, your podcast, Dylan. Uh, and I know there's a way that we do ours. So I'm very going to quickly say, Dylan, would you like to, to finish this for us? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yay. That's it. <laughs>